Hi there, this is Amanda, the Emotional Strength Trainer. Thanks so much for hitting the go button on this week's recording. It's an interesting topic and I do hope that uh, some element, if not all of this uh, recording, will resonate with you around the concept of being frightened of cancer. So yesterday I had the great opportunity to go to the high tea party uh, at the Hilton in Brisbane with a girlfriend and honestly I wasn't paying that much attention I was just after an afternoon out with a girlfriend and didn't realize that it was uh, an event that was to raise funds for cancer and the four ingredients lady was there and she came out and she spoke about the book that she put together and how um, it's raised seventy two thousand dollars for cancer research and she popped out a few statistics which I was mortified at hearing especially in a room with probably 300 women listening and that was that one in eight women will uh, develop breast cancer at some point now why do I want to talk about this the thing that flew into my mind was in an enclosed space with a whole heap of women sitting there enjoying each other's company how quickly can you make somebody frightened of their boobs by giving statistics like that now I understand that's why they're there of course you know the medical uh, industry around cancer and especially breast cancer it's uh, you know trillions of dollars essentially worldwide and the quantity of research that happens uh, with this disease is amazing. Now I've done a little bit of research myself over the time to try and understand where I can fit in the picture with emotional strength training and understanding how emotional trauma creates pockets of energy in a human over time and if it's not dealt with that it leads to illness. Now, of course, I have no medical background and as with everything that you'll read about me, I am medically friendly. I don't believe that medicine isn't creating impacts. It is. My greatest desire is to work with medical people to have them include emotional trauma as part of their plan for patients who present with breast cancer or any kind of cancer for that matter. I got to listen to a, a TED talk with a doctor in the United States who uh, has found a connection between um, disease with people and she has created a, a, a sheet which gives you an ACE score, an ACE score and essentially it's just have you had this happen to you in your life tick 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 and the more you tick the greater your ACE score is at then the likelihood of you getting heart disease cancer liver disease those sorts of things and it's so close to the bigger picture that I was excited and I reached out to this woman to ask her if, if we could talk because I, I, I believe I have the missing part of the puzzle for her to just take it to that next step because the one big thing with humans is you cannot take a blanket approach across any kind of diagnosis everybody is different so let me get back to the concept of being frightened of having boobs based on 
breast cancer. Every woman and men that are diagnosed with breast cancer will have some level of trauma in their life. Now, if you're one of the very few who says, but I don't, that's another level of discussion around genetic memory. It is my greatest desire to have people ask the question when they are diagnosed with a serious illness of what emotional trauma have I had in my life that has led to my immune system being so depleted that this disease has entered my body or been able to flourish. Asking that question and working with people who can remove emotional trauma from an energy perspective will support medical outcomes across everything that you do. I'll repeat that. Medical outcomes, you can expect to have greater results if you handle the emotional aspect as well. One of the biggest things with cancer is the secondary cancers. And I have a theory on that one. When you ask about your secondary cancers or the opportunity or the, the likelihood of secondary cancers, if they say liver, you're dealing with the emotion anger. I know if I was dealt a blow with some sort of nasty disease, I would be pissed off. I want you to do the work around being angry because you're now sick. So this message has two very small, very quick messages, and I think I'll be doing a video about it at some point. Option A, if you're listening to this and you have received a diagnosis, please sit and do some memory jogging. Write down all of the emotional trauma that you have experienced in your life. And then if you can, sit with each of those traumas and go through how you felt about it. That will help you to start the awareness building and, and joining the dots and building your jigsaw puzzle to help you understand why this diagnosis is here. And alongside of your medical treatments, should you decide to go medically with your healing program, make sure that you work with somebody that's a, a Reiki therapist. There have been clinical trials around the use of Reiki with oncology patients done out of Perth, Australia. Google it. You will see that there is scientific evidence that people who have had Reiki during their oncology program have come out better off. They handle the treatments better. Now Reiki is just an energy exchange. You're not having to take anything it's, it's just to enhance your body's ability to go through the, the regime that the medical treatment is providing. Investigate how sugar impacts your illness and understand how your body processes what you eat and turns it into sugar. That's another important part of your health journey. And the greatest part is making sure that you're emotionally fit that you have the emotional strength 
to be able to go through what you're going through. Now part B of this message is based on what I was talking about at the beginning with the doctor who has come up with a, uh, a measure called an ACE scale, an ACE scale, based on the trauma that you've experienced in your life and the likelihood that you can get diseases as you get older if you do not deal with the the trauma that was the part that was missing it was dealing with the trauma now some people will do that they will go to counseling they will go to psychologists they will uh, do their own spiritual work all sorts of things and they will get through it but if you have had trauma in your life and it is still sitting there unhealed I encourage you to connect with a Reiki person an EFT person a bioresonance person that specializes in chakra balancing do some reading about how emotional trauma and distress depletes your immune system and start to do the personal development work that is surrounding understanding your journey and healing it and making peace with what happens no longer having any anger towards it no longer feeling guilt and shame no longer thinking that your life is having to pay a penance there are many aspects on my belief around uh, why breast cancer turns up the breasts are the nurturing point for a woman it makes so much sense given the way we have evolved as women and the mindsets out there about who we are as women, who we're supposed to be as women and how that works. If you would like to, to talk more about that, there's a, a space on my website. I won't go into it here today. What I am encouraging you to do is to just ask the question and if a medical person says that that's rubbish please don't listen to that aspect doing the emotional work will not impede the medicine it will support the medicine I've worked with a couple of women going through breast cancer who have had so such different outcomes with the chemo and radiation treatment that they've had I've worked with a woman with lupus who has had incredible results and I supported her through her medical journey. If you have a fear in any way, shape or form, you have to acknowledge that fear. It is imperative that you do not sit there and feel pressure by other people to do what they think is right. So if you're surrounded by people who handle, have natural therapies, and you have a skerrick of fear in your body that you think you might need chemo or radiation, then do not ignore that fear. If you have uh, a clear and open mind and you want to go all natural, please do not miss the part that you do the emotional work with the journey of your diet and changing your lifestyle. The emotional aspect of everything in life is the foundation it's my firm belief and if you are somebody that can sit there and say but I 
have no emotional trauma, then we need to go to the next level and see who had the trauma before you down the genetic line you've come from. It is my greatest wish in 2015 to have somebody hear me on this so that clinical trials can begin so that we can work towards diagnoses that mean that people going through the disease, one, have a greater survival rate, that that five year survival rate is increased just by doing emotional work in with the other work. B, to reduce secondary cancers because the emotional impact of being given a diagnosis can be reduced by understanding the human emotion around having a disease like this and what it means to a human and C, doing the work so that the cancer diagnoses altogether and serious chronic illness altogether reduce over time. You know, 7 billion people on the planet today in 2015, there's, there's heaps of space for the unhealed and, and illness to factor. But if we can, over the next 30 to 50 years, see a drop in cancer rates, a drop in suffering, then it's got to be worth it, hasn't it? It has to be worth investigating the emotional impact and how it can support medicine because medicine has come miles and miles and miles. If you think from the day that penicillin was developed, immunizations and what it's done for humanity. There's a reason why our lifespan has increased 30 to 40 years from, you know, only a few decades ago. I really hope that this has reached somebody and you're willing to share it to somebody you know. Please understand that everybody is on a long journey of the soul and it is their choice on how they wish to handle their health. As scary as it might be for you that somebody in your family or a loved one has been diagnosed and you're terrified of losing them, the best thing you can do for them is to support them by saying, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? And let them. It's the most loving thing you can do. You can give them concepts, you can do the research, but at the end of the day, it is their decision. Having added pressure associated with options or the fears that come up will not help. And as scary as it is for you, person listening to this who may have somebody in their life who has a chronic disease diagnosis, you do the emotional work around what you need to do to stay calm for them acknowledge your your feelings acknowledge your fears acknowledge your feeling ripped off you have decades of media and points of reference from other people's journeys there's nothing stopping you from believing in your heart of hearts that when they say there's a 60% chance that somebody will die from whatever the diagnosis is. There is nothing to stop you to say, I'm gonna focus on the 40% who've survived and you find those people and you ask them, what did they do? You don't have to buy into 
the bigger picture that is doom. The emotions are the important factor. Everything else that's got all of the clinical studies, all of the clinical trials, all of the, the research, all of the data that's sitting there, the missing piece of the puzzle is doing the emotional work. And then you're going to have people making it through, if they want to, making it through these chronic diseases. Okay, so that's all I'm going to talk about this week. I do hope that you uh, enjoy the rest of your week. It's a little bit of a heavy going message, I understand that. But there's a lot, of, there's a lot to it. Okay, so uh, wishing you a happy week and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye for now.